0: Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the ALS Association Greater Philadelphia Chapter Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Heil, the Director of Communications here at the Greater Philadelphia Chapter. And we're well into our second year of podcasting here at the chapter uh, with over 10,000 downloads of our many episodes, uh, talking about things from research to patient care services and advocacy to patient stories, events and more all surrounded around the disease of ALS and how people can make a difference in this cause. Um, before we get into our conversation today with one of our awesome staff members of the chapter, uh, we would like you to know you can get involved at www.alsphiladelphia.org. There's the Walk to Defeat ALS, which you can find there, which, which we have seven of them coming up in 2016, and highly recommend you get involved with one of them. The Phillies Festival is coming up on June 9th. And we are the principal charity, the Philadelphia Phillies, who have raised over $16 million for the ALS cause since 1984. And there's also many other events, Advocacy Day in May, um, and other volunteer opportunities. So please learn about those. Uh, share your story with me, Tony. You can email me, Tony, at org, And, of course, follow us on social media, all at ALSPhiladelphia, which is one word. Now, with that introduction of the... Um, our website and everything out of the way, which we have to do. Um, I just want to bring you up to speed with uh, my guest today, Jen Regina, a nurse here with the ALS Association. So Jen, thanks for joining me on the podcast.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Tony. This is
0: fantastic. So for people who don't know, Jen Regina is a nurse who lives and works out of Sugarloaf, Pennsylvania. And Jen, where is Sugarloaf? So Sugarloaf is what my Fellow
1: co-workers in the Philadelphia area call at um, up there. I am actually in southern Luzerne County, which is in the northeastern part of Pennsylvania.
0: Okay, and so you have and you've been involved with the ALS Association for how long? I will be um, here
1: for eight years
0: come May. Well, that's terrific. And we, we do have a lot of longevity here, especially in patient care. Um, this week, we just celebrated Wendy Barnes, who's been here for 10 years, and Elisa Brownlee for 20 years. Um, so, yeah, it's amazing. It's
1: absolutely amazing.
0: So we, we like that we have a lot of expert people, but um, before you came here eight years ago, uh, did you were you knowledgeable about ALS? Was this something that you were an expert in? Yeah. You know, it's,
1: it's kind of interesting. It, I did have some education of it in nursing school, but... That was a little bit of time ago, so um, I had, prior to coming here, a year ago, I had found out that my Sunday school teacher, um, in my much younger years, actually was diagnosed with ALS, and I started to read a little bit, and I thought, wow, I really want to have the option and the opportunity to work with with folks who are facing this, uh, this diagnosis and their families, and I actually just happened to be in the right place at the right time. And met the right people
0: that I was able to join the, uh, you know, join the association eight years ago. And the rest is history. I've met so many great people over here. Uh, but you were you were a nurse before that, and you had worked in nursing yep. before you came here, right? Yes, I was a, um, a nurse. I won't tell you how long, but yeah, I, I was a nurse my whole career. Since uh, graduating uh, high school and then going on
1: to nursing school, I had worked as an RN.
0: Uh-huh. And now you're you're focusing on one disease. Is it? Um, is it easier to have that kind of focus, even though ALS is a tough disease?
1: You know what, i I really enjoyed having the opportunity of becoming, uh, I'm not going to call myself an expert, but becoming very knowledgeable in ALS itself, as well as what persons and families living with this diagnosis have to face. And, and you know, that actually can transfer also into many of the chronic debilitating diseases and, and the challenges and trials that people must go through when trying to live and live a happy, good life, um, you know, with, with this diagnosis as well as some other uh, other chronic debilitating diseases.
0: Right. And so you came here eight years ago as a staff nurse, and I think and you have NEPA, which is northeast PA, and a wide swath of territory, um, so... What what is your role up there, like you said, up there?
1: (laughs) Yeah, so um, my title is a regional nurse coordinator, and basically myself and um, there is a social worker on staff who also lives here in in the up there, um, the northeast PA uh, part of the state. And our goal is to help any persons or families living within this geography. There's 19 counties. It's actually a quarter of the state by geography. Um, that fall into our region uh, within the uh, greater Philadelphia chapter and and our goal is to find whatever resources and provide whatever education support we can to persons living up here facing this disease. Um, So it's a little bit different. We live in a very, uh, most of our area is rural so the roads are spread out and the services are um, many miles in between from what a rare disease it's a challenge for anybody diagnosed and their family anywhere no matter where they live live it is a challenge to get services because of the rareness of this diagnosis you,
0: you know you talk about the rareness and one of the things that i know that our patient families appreciate is finding people who identify with the disease and can share their experience so you know we have a we have a resource group in Cherry Hill New Jersey where a lot of people with ALS come with their families. Um, and I know you have, there's resource groups up there too, but there it's easy to get together with a bunch of people. I'm sure, it's part of your job making sure people who are, who don't know other people with ALS feel connected to the chapter and to each other?
1: Yeah, it, that is definitely a challenge up here that may be a little different, um, you know, in, in the more uh, urban areas of the chapter. And, you know, we've, we've really tried to accomplish helping people connect and get connected with the chapter and other people and services and healthcare care providers. We've tried to offer things a little differently. For example, we do run, and they've been running actually for several years now, we started to offer an online, virtual, real-time audio-video support group. We um run it uh, monthly, just like you would for most of the traditional support groups, and people come on via their computer or their smartphone or their tablet, and they can see each other and talk to each other live. So we run it just like a regular support group. We can have speakers, we can have topics, but what happens is now it doesn't matter where you live within our service area. You can live up by the New York State border, or you can live in Delaware, and you can be on that group being connected with other people. Um, we have two different groups that run that way, and it's amazing the feedback that we have gotten from the pre- people who have participated in that, how it's left them feel like they're no longer alone, which is the way they were feeling because of the rare disease or the mileage that spans between their ability to cancer with others. Yeah, yeah. Um, something else really interesting that we're going to offer um, this in March, actually, stay tuned for it if, if you are somebody that's been newly diagnosed. Basically, within the last six months, you have probably already gotten a flyer for this invite. But we are going to offer a a seminar called called Newly Diagnosed, and we're offering it via phone so that any person within our entire geography, which spans all of Eastern PA, Southern Jersey and Delaware, any person who fell into the guidelines of um, the date they were diagnosed with us will be invited to join on that call. Um, and be part of obtaining information and connecting with others and and hearing about coping and all those great things that happen when you're able to meet someone else, another family, living with what you're going through. So they're just two of the neat ways we're trying to deal with the distance (laughs) and geography Um, that that is tough to tackle um, with a rare disease like ALS. Um, There's a little bit of talk about telehealth which is going to mean folks who um, have trouble getting to a specialized ALS clinic. Um, there are some studies going on now right within our own chapter, um, hopefully in the future. I'm not sure of a date, but we may try, try within our own chapter, offering telehealth clinic visits, um, which means people can get that specialized care and see that specialized neurologist and, and the whole medical team via the comfort of their own home, again, on with an Internet connection connection, a smartphone, a computer, um, a tablet, um, real-time audio, video. So it's expanding the quality of life that these folks may be able to have because they may not have been able to get to the clinic to talk to that specialized team. It's really neat, and I'm excited
0: for that to happen. That, that's really great. And a lot of these things you really couldn't have done when you started eight years ago. So the technology and the, and the understanding of ALS in the population has helped it grow to what it is now
1: oh my gosh, the technology has done amazing things. And eight years doesn't sound like that long ago, but the change in technology in that eight years is amazing. I mean, a lot of people up here to feel connected have turned to social media, you know, to things like the Facebook groups and the Twitter and, and the social media because of 10, now they don't feel alone. Mm-hmm. They don't feel like they're alone standing on that island where no one else gets it. Studies have shown how important it really is to be able to connect with others who you feel are in your same boat. It's, it's better for your health. It's better for your physical health. It's better for your mental health, emotional. It's,
0: it's so important. Now, um, you talked about all of that and that it's easier with technology but and social media, but um, does it give you more to be on top of as a nurse? Because I'm with social media, people with ALS, and, and this is anyone – um, as we see with the news and uh, current events and everything, is um, now there's a lot of other topics you might have to keep up on because people are going to ask you all sorts of questions or um, have fears or hopes, right? Yeah,
1: Tony, you are so good, and you are so right about that. Of course, as much great information and connections as there are out there and available because of technology. There's also some not-so-great information and not-so-great connections, so wow, we do end up having now to do some fielding a little bit different than we had to do prior to, you know, technology and social social media being so accessible for everybody. But there's so many positive things about it, Tony. You know, that's just the other side of it. And, and, and that's why it is really important for patients and families to not completely rely on what they see on the Internet. You know, um, they really need that connection to the specialists who have that the accurate information, And can direct them to legitimate places on the internet to to do their research and connecting if that's
0: what they need to do or want to do. Yeah, it's good to talk to experts no matter what when it comes to ALS because a lot of the if you have bad information you could end up you know doing harm to yourself unintentionally. Yeah,
1: it's all about you know we want the best comfort and the best quality of life that can be had for both the patient and family, and accurate information is certainly a big component. uh, You know
0: of that. So, you talked about best comfort and best quality of life. You have a very big territory that's hard to get to, number of patients in a, any given day or month. Um, how do you provide the best comfort, and and what is it that, the do, do the people in your area, do you think they want different things than people who live in, um, you know, a major metropolitan area like Philadelphia? Well, wow, um, yeah, yeah,
1: that's a great question, and and, you know, what's interesting is I, I myself have never lived anywhere else than where I live now in the country. So it's difficult for me to say how different it is city versus country as far as wants and needs Because I don't have that city part, you know, to, to go by. I've kind of um, always lived up here. Right. Um, so so up uh, to me, I feel like it's kind of the same everywhere. First of all, people want a cure. Hands down. They want a cure. They want to feel better. They want to know that research is getting them closer to a cure. And they want to help. I find that to be a theme no matter who the person or family is. And that help is in all different ways. It may be that they get involved in research. So up here it is a little more interesting because they have to travel farther. Those stocks that have to be made to the research centers on a regular basis are a little more difficult because they're traveling a little further and maybe a little bit nastier of weather I'm not so great roads. Or, you know, all the events that go on that people really want to be part of because they know that it helps in awareness and raising funds for research. That's a little trickier for them also because, uh, you know, they're not in the city where the events are being held. But, you know, I think, I think the theme would be that people don't want to feel alone and they want to know the people that they're talking to actually care and actually want to make, make a difference for them and be you know, be there uh, in good times and in bad to direct them and to support them. They want to know somebody's got their back. Mm -hmm. And I think that's probably a theme throughout any geography, any time that would be present.
0: Right. Being a nurse is more than just providing direct care. It's being an advocate and and supporter of someone.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, my role probably is not involving direct care at all. You know, I'm kind of somebody who's in their corner. And
0: uh, and and it's a really neat neat place for me to be. And so you said that people want to get to events, and you are involved in the upcoming NEPA or Northeast PA Walk to Defeat ALS, which is coming up in May. You've done the walk before, and I'm sure people in those territories they love coming to an event like the Walk to Defeat ALS. Yeah, it has been
1: really neat. You know, uh, there was a time when I first started here that there actually wasn't uh, a walk that was in the location, in the geography of what's considered Northeast PA. So it's been exciting for us, and, and some additional things that have come about is we do have um, uh, an ALS Awareness Night at the Penguins hockey team in wilkes there, the Wilkes-Barre, Spratt, and, um, Penguins local hockey, hockey. We have an ALS Awareness Night coming up there. We have um, uh, also a sports team called the Rail Riders uh, at the PNC right where the walk is going to be held. We're having an ALS Awareness Night there. And these are great things. You know, they're kind of normal things, Tony. You know, like a lot of people talk about losing their normalcy. But events like this are kind of a normal thing when you talk about the term of normal. Like people would just go out and go to a hockey game. Well, now, you know what? Bring your family. Bring your friends. Come out and say hello. You know, have a drink and and watch the great story then, but yet you're really supporting a cause that is near and dear to your heart at the same time. You're raising awareness. Some of the um, tickets sold those evenings will go, you know, to benefit from the proceeds then will go towards that um, Northeast PA Walk to the ALS, which again helps provide services and
0: support as well as research, which is, you know, what every patient and family wants. You know, that's a good point about the walk and about the other things you do is, Unfortunately, we don't have a cure, which like you said, everyone wants, but um, your job is to figure out how to make their lives as normal as possible. So events like the walk, while people might want to have it be as wild as possible, it's great that it's not very stressful, that it can be something that anyone can come and do and take part in. Right, absolutely, and and it's something the
1: whole family should be part of. And it's not the fear of talking about, you know, I think some people are afraid. They actually are afraid. Like when you go to a clinic an appointment or you go to a support group or you go to something that has a little bit of medicine, Right, and, and, and it's it's a, it's another real positive way of, of dealing with the not the best deck of cards you
0: can deal, you know. Right, and so one of the things that people um, that we do at the chapter, I know every in every geography to make their lives normal is to let people have as normal of a life at home. Uh, that includes our Abram, Howard I Abrams in-home care program, um, our ramping, um, and other things to make it easier to be at home. Is that are those programs harder to do with such a diverse geography, because a lot of them are based on county services or, you know, finding resources in those areas, so do you find that it might be harder to do that in some of those areas?
1: Yeah, you know, thank goodness we have a really great team, Tony, you know, we have such an awesome um, group of people who work with us um, at the chapter and have the same goal that we all have, but... You know, if it definitely is a challenge uh, because of the vast geography, you know, there may not be one specific provider who will do grant 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 uh, ramping for the entire geography up here. And, you know, or maybe we have somebody from the south that's willing to do it, but then they find that this person's in an area that's just a little bit off the beaten path, and, Service the equipment that we put out there, or the steer it wouldn't be worth it for them to take it on. So, in that way, it is a challenge, but um, it's certainly something that we've been able to work through and work with. And I, and I really do feel that we are able to provide those services uh, to the best that we can for the families that are living up here, despite the geography. It, it certainly helped that myself and Mary Beth actually live here in the Northeast. Um, so, you know, we're not trying to field some of those resources from being in a city location in the south, you know, we're right up here and, and are able to help track down the resources that might work out with those programs,
0: too. Yeah, and I'm sure that in your eight years, that some of those things become easier because you know the intricacies of working with those departments or, um... Yeah, that, that is
1: that is true, but, you know, badly the way business goes, it seems like sometimes we finally get that great connection, and the next time we turn around, they're either being sold or bought out or, you know, had to close down their shop, and, yeah, it was a little bit frustrating, but, you know, it's totally doable, and, and really, our mission its what we want to do, that's, that's where we want to be, is, is, is finding ways to help people, whether they live here or Timbuktu.
0: So a lot of what you do is, there are, are those stressful things with vendors for services. Um, your, your job is to take that stress on yourself and Mary Beth Tomczyk up there so that the patients don't have to feel that stress.
1: You know, that's, I, I, I don't know if that's in my job description, but yes, you know, that's what we do. We want to make it as easy as it can be for these families who are already stressed out to the mat. So, you know, our goal is truly whatever we can do to help, I mean, we're not going to be able to do it all, and, and there's things that we really shouldn't shouldn't do, but, you know, when in doubt, give us a call, we want to be that resource, you know, why why reinvent the wheel, why make your life harder, if there's something that we've already walked through, or can walk you through really quickly, you know, let us help you do that.
0: And so you found a lot of ways to get people involved, from volunteering to the walk to defeat ALS, and even to advocacy. I know you've you've brought a few of your people from your area um, to Harrisburg or to get involved in other ways. Um, you know, and last year you came to Harrisburg with us, and that was really yeah, fun having great. you. So you you try and find ways to give them a high quality of life in whatever program we have, including those things. Yeah, absolutely.
1: I mean, the, the chapter has been great in trying to. Support, um, support in whatever way they can any of our families who have a little extra traveling or a little extra consideration to take uh, into account when wanting to uh, do things like advocacy that are so very important um, to what we all do every day. And, and it's been great to have that little bit of extra support when talking to families who, you know, are great advocates showing up and putting the time in and being able to talk to their representatives and, and, and really show show them what's important to everyday life. You know, what do we need to make it through, um, through each and every day that we, that we have. Uh, so it's, it's really cool. Advocacy was a wonderful experience. I highly recommend anybody that can fit it into their schedule to, to come to Harrisburg or, or come to D.C. It's, it's something that really changed, changed me big time, changed the way that I looked at things. It was great.
0: Yeah, and the people get value of that both in terms of what we accomplished but also from telling their stories and, yeah. you know, with your groups and other things, getting people to have that outlet, whether it's a writing their story or talking to a group or going to advocacy. Um, I'm sure as a nurse you see a lot of value in people sharing their, their personal stories, even if they're challenging.
1: Oh, my goodness, absolutely. And, you know, another thing to consider, too, I told you how we set this up locally you know, maybe some people can't get to Harrisburg or to D.C. Um, or if they're in Jersey or Delaware. Absolutely, it's tough. But maybe they can get to their local rep's office. Or I've already had, um, I had some local government folks who were willing to,
0: Yeah, I was just um, emailing with our friend, um, friends Paul and Eileen Miller, who you, we've talked yes. to on the podcast here, and they said yes. that they just saw Senator Bob Casey at their church because he lives around there. Yeah,
1: I know. They live, they live in a pretty good, good place. They've got a lot of people around them. I'm, I'm so
0: happy to. Right. So you've, you've been there for eight years and there's a lot of challenges, but what has been very rewarding in terms of your job? um, it can be because of where you are, just being involved with the ALS Association. Yeah,
1: so tell you, you probably think that it's gonna sound like you good because you just a lot of the patient's stories and it's funny because honestly, when you ask me what I find the most rewarding, that is truly the biggest thing that comes into my mind. You know, every person, any family that I come in contact with, they all have their own story. And I'm not talking about their story and how they were diagnosed or their story of where they're at right now with the disease, I mean their story. You know, it might be a love story, it might be a survival story, it might be a funny story, but every single family and person comes with that story. And to be doing what I do and to know that these families trust me enough that they're willing to bring me into their lives and be part of their story, as well as share that story with me, that's really cool, Tony, and I just don't think that a lot of people in the nursing field have that opportunity. So I'm so thankful to be in a place where I have that um, that situation going on and I just feel so
0: fortunate. Yeah, I know Nurse, nurses are great. They're one they're they always pull at the most trusted and respected job in America. Um, and you know, you're right. If you're working at a hospital, which is terrific, you see one person, they're gone or people cycle through, but you get to really connect with people on a personal level for, for long term
1: yeah it, it is I, like I said I, I, I can't speak highly enough highly enough of all of our you know patients and families and, and they really have cool they really have cool stories so it's just great to be able to to hear them
0: okay so now to finish up you are because we, we're getting a lot of information out there pretty quickly on, if you're a person who wants to help The um, your kind of people who are in rural Pennsylvania, um, what would you recommend for people to do to get involved to help you or the cause? You
1: know, yeah, I I think first of all, you know, get connected with the ALS Association. You know, call me, email me, call Mary Beth, call the chapter, they'll put you in touch with me, but get connected and and you know, come on out, honestly, come on out to advocacy. Be willing to call your if you can't come on out you know, get in touch with Tony or myself, and we'll get you hooked up with your local representative. Those those steps are huge. And, and you know, a very important thing that I cannot say because I'm saying do it, I'm saying it because such a large percentage of my family have told me this, that getting connected to others makes a huge difference in dealing with everyday life. So come out to the event. Logging on to a support group or coming out to a support group. Volunteer if you can, or if you have a family member who wants to volunteer. Um, it could be anything like walking somebody's dog or, or taking their child to soccer practice. You know, all of those things are so important to the everyday quality of life um, that our persons and families uh, with ALS have to deal with. So, you know, get involved, make a phone call.
0: Um, come out with CS. It's, so right? There's there's a lot of ways that people can help. I think when people think volunteering, they don't know what that's going to mean. But whether volunteering yeah. or donating or advocating or um starting a walk team, there's so many ways that people can help, even if it's in you know a sparser area like um your your territory, absolutely. which yeah, absolutely, there's,
1: there's plenty of opportunities, even as they refer to it up here <laughs> in this geography. And as I said, you know, you don't know what an impact that could make that maybe that person. Um, you're volunteering for maybe you're able to run to the store for them <laughs> once a month or you know maybe you're able to paint their nails or cut their grass you know that's huge and and, 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 and you know come out and bring them to the walk <laughs> come to the come to the you know uh, rail rider game and, and uh, enjoy the nice sunny day that we hope it'll be. <laughs> all of these things are so
0: important spreading the word. Right there's a lot of ways that we can get involved to make sure that people with ALS can live their normal lives which is which is what your job is about. So, uh, you'll be there on May 21st at the PNC Field in Musick, PA. You know, 9 a.m. 9 a.m., be
1: there, be square.
0: You'll be there can before 9 a.m. Yeah, come
1: out. Um, I think the hockey game is, uh, do you have that county? I can put it up real quick.
0: I'll put it up on Facebook to tell people to come to the hockey game with the Penguins. I'm a Penguins fan, even though I'm in Philadelphia. Um, okay. <laughs> well, it's
1: March 26th. Uh, March 26th. Saturday at seven oh five at the King Wins game. Mm-hmm. Um, should be spring, spring weather by then, so you don't have to worry about the traveling, we hope. So come on after that. And then in April, the ALS awareness night for the Rail Riders baseball game is April 16th, which is also a Saturday and evening game. And again, if we have any bad weather at that point in time, I'm moving south.
0: <laughs> so that, that, that's three months with three different major things happening right there in Northeast PA. Uh, so there's a lot Absolutely. of ways to get involved. There's a lot of ways you can get involved on social media or by email or at the resource groups with Jen Regina, our staff nurse. You can find things at ALSPhiladelphia.org. To go to the NEPA walk, just go to NEPAWalkToDefeatALS.org, all one word. Uh, So, yeah, you can join it, register, support a team that's there, or find out about volunteering. Um, We need all the help we can get because it's our first walk there, and it's going to be very exciting. I'm not necessarily looking forward to working, waking up at five in the morning to get there, but you know. <laughs> listen, listen, you, you're probably
1: up at that time many days, so come out to the beautiful day and don't
0: worry about it. <laughs> All right, well, I'll do it because it's a good area, and um, okay, good. <laughs> and again, there's a lot of ways you can get involved and learn more about what Jen's doing, um, and you know, just because the next clinic or the next person with ALS is many miles away. The ALS Association can be right there at your fingertips within seconds, right? you got it, Tony. All right. Well, thanks, Jen, for the, your eight years and for your 30 minutes. Aw,
1: thank you so much. I'm free uh, for any questions, anytime time, and I'm on the uh, website, so 570-436-4529, any you
0: need Great. I appreciate it. And, and, everyone, we hope to see you at an event near us soon. Thank you so much.